you know, I always say I'm upfront and I'm going to be upfront. I attempted to commit suicide and God wouldn't allow it. He would not allow it. Um, my mother came down. I was living in Charlotte at the time. Mm. And, um, you know, they came down. Two days later, I said, I'm good. You know, I wasn't good. You know what I mean? Um, my mother came down again. I just couldn't get it together. It was after a divorce, separation at the time, now divorce. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't want to go in a store with my mother. And I got out the car and just started walking away in Charlotte with no jacket on in the winter. Cut to the chase. To this day, I wish this young man who stepped to me to ask me, was I all right? I walked into a Waffle House or a Huddle House off, like of, a, off of a frontage road. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and I'll never forget because I was freezing. I was outside for like four hours, five hours. Um, the young man said, I said young man because he was smooth. He was hugged up with somebody. And the first thing he said was, brother, you all right? I said, no. And I just started crying. He immediately jumped up and said, what can I do? And I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm shaking because I'm freezing. Call the call. You know how, how it go. Call the ambulance. It turns into pomp and circumstance. Ambulance, police, fire, everything. Um, they asked me questions and I just opened up and said what I wanted to do. They put took me to the hospital, warmed me up and had immediately after they diagnosed me and everything, you know, warmed me up. They had someone come in and sit with me. They reached out to my mother. My mother came to get my mother came and I was in the Charlotte hospital. Let me tell you how good God is. I was in Charlotte hospital for about a week. Um, Someone saw me from Orangeburg and called my family. My family called my mother, but they didn't know my mother was down and said, we come in the we're going to Charlotte to check on Malik. I mean, you know, I don't know where anyone else's faith is, but my faith is in my Lord Jesus Christ. And he kept me get to the point. Um, I get in the hospital. I'm there being evaluated. At that time, this was maybe 2013. They weren't equipped for mental health. So, but they did try. They had a Zoom. They tried, but it kept dropping. And I wasn't ready for that then. But it kept dropping. They, they tried it. They, they wheeled me to a room. A therapist came on. I started talking. It kept dropping. It kept dropping. Dropped about seven times. So, cut to the chase. Um, I'm in I'm in the room. My, my health gets better. Um, it was a beautiful room, such as where I'm at now. But we'll get back to that. And my mother brought me back to New York. She said, you're not you're not working. You're not answering your phone. You're not doing anything. And she brought me back to New York. But I'm here to say that. I made it. I made it through that. And other people can make it through that. I'm having a hard time. And it's it's hard for me. To, it's Cause I want to cry. <laughs> Cause you know, we know each other. Cause yeah. I know you exactly. And to hear, to hear that is tough. Yeah. And, um, you know, but like you said that all of us go through stuff and, and like the, the video that I saw 
that that made me reach out to you for this it was it made me laugh because you were saying you know reach out to your enemies and see how they're doing and it was like oh yeah <laughs> that's Malik <laughs> me in a nutshell right but it it gosh it it hurts to hear how you were hurting and during that time period, you said that was what, 2009? Um, 2014, 2013, 2013. 2013. Okay, where did I get nine from? Um, I, I know where 2009 came from. It was my own situation. <laughs> but um, like, I can't say that I, I ever considered suicide, but I was extremely depressed. Um, my husband and I, we lost our firstborn at four months. And um, it's always tough to say without without crying, but um, he would come home and I would be like in the, in the closet in the baby's room crying and stuff like that. And so he knew there was a problem, <laughs> but, um, and, and, you know, nobody, I was never diagnosed, but I don't, I didn't need anybody to tell me what that was because that wasn't typical behavior although people knew we lost a child um they they didn't uh they didn't check on us after the funeral services it was kind of like he's gone and then everybody went back to their normal lives so i know for me in my situation people didn't know what to say so they chose not to say anything that was my situation too. Um, the word got out there, but I was still amongst my people. What I mean by my people, my my close inner circle. My inner circle, you know, is Atlanta, um, some New York. But um, one of the things, let's give. I, I didn't give a complete, not background, but when you got emotional, I really had to grab this chair and not get emotional. Cause I call myself Carl Thomas, his first record, emotional. <laughs> I can get very emotional. And what made you emotional, I think, was me. Now, let's let our people know who I am. My name is Malik Sherrod. I transferred to South Carolina State in 1992 as bubbly as a, uh, what do you call those balls? The the ball that bounces all over the place. The Super Balls. The Super Balls. We used to get from the yes, that is definitely who you were. <laughs> because I'm all over. You would never expect nothing from nothing like that from me. So that's why I had to paint a picture. Let your your listeners know I'm a high energy mm -hmm. extrovert, mm -hmm. extra extra extrovert. No one's a stranger. Best friend of mine said that best. No one is a stranger. Even here in New York, I speak to people as if they're in South Carolina, and they're like, "This band is crazy." But that's just me. But um, what I did was I told a few people. It was, it was, it was unique for them to understand, especially around like I moved back home. Remember now, I was that dude. Club, the women, I'ma say it, the women, everyone knew me. I was Malik and still am Malik the t-shirt man. It was hard for my friends. My friends couldn't give me what a therapist gave me. So for just listeners out there, you have an issue, don't tell, I'm not saying don't tell Aunt Sarah, but you can talk to Aunt Sarah. 
you could talk to Shamika, you could talk to Jack Black Jay, but they're not qualified for that type of help because they know you. You need a person who does not know you and who you can explain stuff to and they can unpack it. Like I did today between two and 245 with my therapist. Thank God my insurance still paid for it. You know, I tell anyone to go see a therapist. Again, your hairstylist can't help you, yo. She know, she know you for the weave. She know you for the natural. She know you for the quick weave. That's what she knows. She knows the gossip around. She knows what she went through. But I still say a therapist is one that can unpack some stuff. And I'm using that word unpack because I learned something today about myself. Definitely. I have to agree with you on that. Um, because the, the hard, the tough conversations that they have to have with you about you and your stuff is, is difficult because a lot of times family and friends aren't going to say the tough stuff. They're not going to, they're going to amen you if they're going to, you know, remember the past. Well, oh gosh. Like, um, like, remember you can do that or you got through that. Something new, man. Excuse you cutting you off. Excuse me. Oh no. I mean, but definitely, especially with you, because I can remember looking at you and being amazed. Like, who is this kid that came here to Orangeburg and how did he just like take over campus? But with all of that though, then to, to say that you were here and then something changed yes. and put you in that bad place, that that's the mind boggling part of it all because I know a lot of people looked at you as like, this guy got everything. He can do yeah. anything. And then now here you're in this place and people are kind of like, like you said, they tell you, uh, just be done with it. Be be good. And, and, that, and let me tell you, that, that was hard. Like, I'm like, you know, not a lot of people, but, you know, one or two people, mm -hmm. they know who they are. You know, they, they had said that, but it, you, you, I couldn't do it. One of, the, one of the most unique things was, too, when I moved back, I was embarrassed. You understand? I left clothes. I threw away high school articles with basketball. My mind wasn't there. I let, but I, get, I got it back. God knows what he's doing. I got it back double. I tell anybody in a minute, prayer. And again, this is me speaking. I, I don't know. Out there, we're listening to audio and then the video come up. Who you believe in? Buddha? You don't believe in you believe in something you believe in toast and butter so you believe in you believe in something but i know prayer therapy got me to where i'm at got me to being this person again mm -hmm. because without therapy without praying therapy i'll still be like this so again i tell anyone anyone try and find a therapist mental health is, is just so in demand so i tell anybody before you have, when you have those bad thoughts, there's somebody out there. You got 888 now and 988 free, um, free told, you know, you know, the number, um, let me just make sure mm -hmm. it was just introduced about a month ago. Yep. Here it goes. 988 is the new three digit number for the national suicide prevention lifeline. Uh, it is now available nationwide. 988 is more than just an easy to remember number. It's a direct connection to caring support for anyone in mental health distress. 
you don't even have to see anybody. You may have to do the intake paperwork, which you can mail back in. Now you can talk or text. So these younger people can just sit there with their thumbs and, and get busy. Let me tell you something. It's so much right now for these children and younger adults. Mm -hmm. I'm half a century. I made a promise that I wasn't going to live my life like I did before 50. You know, find some help. We're all going through something. Pick up that Bible. Pick up that Quran. Pick up whatever you pick up. Don't pick up no narcotics. Right. Unless you got a prescription. That's another story. <laughs> oh, gosh. I am so glad you're back. Thank you. Because I can't imagine Malik without Malik. This, I, I can't even imagine that. And I hope, I, I brought that to your audience. I hope if you're listening to this in traffic, oh, can I give them my information? Yes, please. That's going to be the next thing I ask. How, how can they get in contact with you? How can they get a Therapy is Dope shirt and mask? And I guess you got uh, a bundle. Sweatshirt coming wristbands <laughs> how you can get it my name is malik sherrod now remember now i'm not one of the young kids m-a-l-i-k-s-h-e-r-r-o-d that's my facebook address instagram just put the number two same thing malik sherrod number two you'll see the pictures of the shirts there'll be a paypal link for you to use you don't have paypal we take cash app I'll, I'll message you or, or, or text you the cash app and um, Zelle. Um, use the code podcast, get $5 off. We're ready. We're ready. Therapy is dope. You do not have to get it as therapy is dope. Try it. I did. You may not be ready for that. We can just give it to you as therapy is dope. You do put out a lot of good information on social media. and. Thank you. I, I would definitely recommend that you guys get out there and follow him, check him out, check out his videos, um, because you never know when that person needs help might be you That's right. and, or someone you love and you want to be able to know how to navigate that. And I think you are the perfect person to be an advocate. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.